Hey guys, this is Eric from Japtalion and this guy. This is a disclaimer for anyone who may be triggered by drug use. In this episode, we have addressed ketamine as a treatment for depression, and we also discuss drug use in a recreational manner. If this triggers you, you've been warned. Also, if you need help, go see a doctor. We're not doctors. In a world with way too many podcasts comes Japtalion and this guy. The podcast to end all podcasts. With some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin. These three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Japtalion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Joseph Eric and Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Japtalion and this guy. I'm Eric. I'm Morgan. I'm Joseph. And we make up Japtalion and this guy. <laughs> Today is November 29th. It is. 2020. The year of the Trump. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay. What do you What do you guys been doing this week? Anything sexual? We got any weird sexual energy we want to pass between us, boys? Um, no, my money's been kind of low. Okay. I put conditioner on my dick and tried to stick it in my girlfriend's ass the other day. Yikes! Did that work? Might burn. It did not work. Yeah, I don't like getting soap in my urethra. Yeah, conditioner's different. Different than soap? Yep. Is that why you went with conditioner? Yes. Okay. Does it burn? Does not. Oh, but it still didn't work? Uh, I mean, it worked, but it didn't help. I thought it would help. Didn't help. Uh, with the lubrication? With the pain, I guess. Ah, oh, with the pain. Get her some anal trainers. I did. Ah. She needs to start using them. If she's listening, start using them. <laughs> you know, carrot, <laughs> really large carrots are good for that. So when they start graduating, you just keep biting the tip off. Oh, God. Get thicker are, and thicker. Are we going to have to do another intro? We might have to do another <laughs> intro. No, uh. She's cool with it, I guess. I didn't ask, but. She knows me. I'm not even sure if I got an erection this week. Oh, man. I was looking up. This is fucking speaking of erections. Yeah. I was looking up a topic that like, I'm doing research on. And, um, dude, I, I'm going to do, like, extensive research on this topic. It might be a two-parter uh, series once I finally win the coin toss for it. Um, But... I was listening to different podcasts about it. I was uh, watching YouTube videos plus doing my regular Wikipedia search and stuff. But when I was listening to a podcast, they were talking about, I'll go ahead and say there is some torture um, involved in it. And this is really weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. But they were talking about the the um, person torturing and um, involving other people in participating in the torturing and stuff. I was like, I don't know. I got aroused. I got aroused. And I told my girlfriend about it. And I was like, is this fucking weird? What's going on? Why am I getting aroused? And she was like, I don't know. But I'm kind of aroused by the fact that you're aroused. by it. So I was like, yes. But, you know, it, for me, obviously, it'd have to be consensual torture. But that was so weird. Joseph? It does. That actually uh, does not fit the definition of actual torture. But yeah, I know right. what you're talking about. Some of the porn is just yeah. There people is people who are in a lot of discomfort. Right. There is porn totally dedicated to that shit. Eric. Yeah, I didn't know that was the thing until. I mean, I don't want to put a date on it, but a couple weeks ago or something. I didn't oh, know wow. there were videos of just like people tied up in uncomfortable positions where that's like the whole thing that people oh, enjoy shit. just seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's not what I'm into. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, but it doesn't have to be. It's consenting adults. That's really the, 
key, I was even just if the surprised. Acting was good, you know. Well, I was just surprised that it was just one person being filmed with no other interaction. It was just them struggling to get free from a way they were tied up, and that was the whole video. Yeah. So I just I thought I'd throw that out there. That, that was really confusing to me, and I didn't understand what was going on. Felt like a teenage boy again, discovering. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to make some comment about that. <laughs> Morgan's discovering himself. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I've found some things in the past year that I did not think I would be interested in, and I'm like, ooh. I want to find something new. We mentioned trannies earlier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that'd be new, right? Well, yeah. You know, I'm not really into um, making babies, so... You know, maybe does it really matter what the genetics were? I don't know. It does to me, but maybe it doesn't to you. I don't know. I think I would have trouble. I might have trouble getting past that. I don't know. I don't know. I do like the idea of uh, hanging out with a girl who would also enjoy watching football. Yeah, but there's know? there's chicks that are like that. Yeah, like I'm actual. not sure. You have to go to transgender to yeah. get that. I'm actually, and I'm not sure that transgender will fit that. That's what I was going with it. I don't know if you can find a transgender that wants to watch football. It's true. I probably know more gay men that like watching football than um, transgender folks. Yeah. I only know personally yeah. one transgender person. Yeah. I was also going to say it's the number of transgender folks I like know is like extremely small. Hey, I have noticed that um, I've been getting more attention uh, since we're talking about this topic, more attention from females lately, like oh. over the past week or what so. What have you been really? doing differently? I don't think it's me. I think it's the time of year. It's the cuffing season, right? What does that mean? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, the weather starts to cool off. People want to settle down with like somebody warm. Oh. Um, you know, maybe have some person wow. who knows how to eat with their mouth closed See, to take to a Christmas dinner. That could be a thing. Uh, I always looked at springtime as like the quote unquote mating season for humans. For Nothing like, about you to me says warm. Damn. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> the attention has felt nice. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. Attention does feel good. I've had a family member in my house for a week. Nice. Family's nice, right? Yeah, Leo's cool. Yeah. He just kind of hangs out. There yeah. you go. My sister got COVID. Oh, shit. Yeah, we were talking about the um, possibility last week. Yeah. Yeah, she's got COVID. Now it's a thing. It's definite. That is fucked up. Right? Yeah. There's, I feel like there's got to be something legal, some legal action she can take. Well, she already knows they didn't follow. Like, she went on their whatever website. Right. That they, um, God, what's the name of that group? I don't know. OSHA? Not OSHA, but something like that. And they did not follow regulations. Was it D-Heck or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. If there's a fight to be had, she will fight it. <laughs> Good. I think she should. I'm, I'm totally on her side with this. Yeah. That's some bullshit. She likes fighting. She does like fighting. She would have been a good lawyer. Oh, yeah, she would. I bet she would make a good lawyer. I guess she could still look into that, couldn't she? She's young. She ain't got nothing going on. Your sister's got nothing going on. Uh, But her career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she's got more going on than me. Okay. She might be dead soon. (laughs) Damn. Uh, What? (laughs) From what? That was COVID. Fucking COVID. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Remember? For for some reason, I went to the hospital trying to silence her. She's doing all right. So I went to Savannah this weekend. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I've never stayed in Savannah, like in Savannah. Mm. Um, and we were in a hotel right on the river. Dude, we went on a ghost tour last night, and I picked up a couple of topics on the ghost tour that went in my notes, and I'm going to be researching some of that stuff. I was looking up one of the guys this morning, and um, apparently – his remains were in the cemetery and then they weren't when they dug up his remains. It wasn't there. And it ended up being, they found, which they couldn't, uh, they couldn't positively say that it was his remains, but he was like this over seven foot tall person. 
and the remains that they found were across the river in the Hutchinson Island. They were actually excavating land for the hotel we were staying in. I'm sitting there reading this. We're like in the hotel bed and uh, talking about how when they were breaking ground and stuff, they found the remains of a seven foot five tall person. And, you know, it, it was missing from there. There's a seven foot five tall person here. You know, they assumed it was his remains. They didn't even fucking do anything. They left it there. They built the hotel on top of him. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> yeah, they apparently, I, I'm sure I'll talk about it once I do the topic, but apparently there's a fucking cemetery in Savannah with barely any uh, headstones on it. You know, like, I think they said maybe 600 headstones. There's like 8,000 bodies in there. Wow. And they ended up cutting down the size of the cemetery. They built like a playground and, you know, some historic area roads, like two blocks of roads on top of this cemetery also. So they just left the bodies and they said sometimes it'll rain and the um, cobblestones will, you know, sink down. Oh, from like in oblong shapes. Right. From decaying wood and bodies and stuff. And it's like, holy shit, that's fucking... Wow. Burial is an awful idea. I mean, it's just awful. Barrel? Burial. Oh, burial. Sorry, burial. burial. Yeah. yeah. He got all southern burial. on it. Burial. 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 <laughs> what you going to have? You going to have burial? You going to be cremated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for any civilization that grows, it's just an awful idea. There's been a lot of people alive. Well, there's the... The place in Irmo that does the natural burial with untreated wood, and it's like you just go in a crate, basically, and get, you know, they nail it shut with 16-penny nails, and people, like, write on it with the Sharpie, throw you in the ground, and everything just decomposes, and you become, you know, eventually it all just decomposes. Why even have a box? Chuck me in a hole. Yeah. I don't even need a hole. Mm -hmm, That's right. Yeah. yeah. Throw me in the gutter. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually related to a topic I was researching. It just never ends. That brings me to something I just want to throw out there. If you guys are listening, can I say it now? I don't know what you're going to say. If you guys are listening and uh, you have a topic that you want us to do or that you think might be a fun topic for us to research and joke about, uh, email us at japtalion13 at gmail.com or you can message us at... uh, we have an Instagram at Japtalion and this guy. So message us on some format if you have a topic that you think would be cool to hear us do. Unless it's just straight up racism. We're not cool with that. Unless you want us to research racism. Well, yeah, research it. But if you just want us to make fun of someone based on their race, grow up. Yeah, we don't do that. Don't be racist. But we'll do stuff. <laughs> we'll do stuff on feminism. Yeah, we will make fun of someone just because of their gender, but not if they've changed genders. Oh, God, no. Yes, only the gender your mommy gave you. I have a family member who's transgender, and they (laughs) said to one of us who's what is referred to as cisgender, meaning that I have the gender that was ascribed to me when I was born and if you don't understand what that is then i'm not going to explain Just it look but it up she goes oh what you still have the gender your mommy gave you <laughs> it's quite the good joke kind of made me want to change my gender <laughs> yeah Just out kinda, of spite for my mom yeah like <laughs> i felt like a moment of shame about my gender for yeah, some reason yeah. not used to that yeah <laughs> oh shit welcome to his world all right all right think we've offended all the appropriate people. Is it time for a coin toss? Coin toss! Coin toss! <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to toss your coin now, okay? All right, you guys ready? Uh, this week it's going to be between you two. Yes. Jojo Rocker. And this guy. <laughs> Who's calling it? I'm going to let Eric call it. You guys ready? In the air. In the digital air, anyways. Tails. It is tails. Oh, oh man. Wasn't expecting that, were you? I didn't research a topic. No. <laughs> we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show Liz in it. 
So I actually, I looked this one up this morning. I've, um, Eric's having a depressed week. But this actually helped. This was personal. It has to do with depression. You guys want to guess what it is? Is it something depressing? Is it about treatment? It is about treatment. Is it about ways to commit suicide? <laughs> no, about- I could do a podcast on that if you want. <laughs> I've researched of- it. Some <laughs> In case I'm not bummed out. There's enough. a w- there's a website. I won't say what it is, but it goes through all that stuff. I'm not gonna advocate it, but Ugh. yeah, it's it's for like people who've okay. This is just what you want to do. Here's pain ratings for things, which I don't know how they do the pain rating necessarily because some it's like who who's answering these questions? Yeah, if they're dead. Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, don't go look at that. It's just a feeling. It'll change. I don't want not just a feeling, but please don't kill yourself. It's more than a feeling. Don't do it. If you've done it and I haven't done it, I'm going to judge you. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, suicidality is a problem. Um, yeah, no, hopefully it's not depressing. This is about um, hallucinogens for mental health. Woo-hoo. Oh, I used to take a lot of those. Was right, not, so not for mental health, just for fun, wasn't it? Though, oh, I don't know, self medicating, kind of, but there was no science behind it. Right, it was just uh, throwing it in there, hoping it'll change something. So, like five yeah. hits of window yeah. pane is like self medicating. <laughs> so, what we're going with here? <laughs> window pane. I barely ever hear it called that. I huff gas for my anxiety. <laughs> I've had often on struggles with depression since before I knew what it was. I hit a low period, I guess about a year ago, and I decided to go try something different. And I found out about um, ketamine for depression. It's not just ketamine. There's um, different hallucinogens. Right now, the two modern ones are ketamine, which ketamine really isn't a hallucinogen, but you kind of can have that. Uh, dissociative effect. Yeah, you steal it from the vet. I've never used ketamine off the street. Have either of you guys ever used ketamine for fun? Uh, I have not, but I I hung around friends and I watched them do it. And uh, man, that was the weirdest fucking high I think I've watched. Without, because I guess because I wasn't doing it. But have you, Joseph? I've done ketamine, yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah, you steal it from the vet. But well, then I, I did it, and I, I do not steal it from the vet. But well, and yeah, you don't steal it from the vet. But that's how we got it. They gave it to me after a surgery one time when I was right. in recovery. Oh, yeah. So that wow. actually that brings up an interesting point about the ketamine thing being used for depression. Like for that use, it's been approved by the FDA for my use for. Uh, a pain reliever or for like surgeries, things like that. Matter of fact, this would be a fun one to look up. Cops even use it. This is fucked up, but cops can use it to calm people down during arrest. They can have an EMT just give you ketamine. Damn. I bet that works. Yeah. We, it also kills people when they administer too much. Oh yeah. You could rob people. Yeah. We were going to pretty easily like, Hey man, try try out this shit. And chop it because it looked just like blow. Yeah. Just chop out a rail. They do it, and then they're like essentially paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. dude, I've they're watched. in a hole. So, so the friends that I watch do it, you know, they're like, oh, it's like drinking a 24 case. And, uh, you know. I, I hated it. Without the drinking. And I watch them snort lines. And I'm talking about 20 minutes later, they can barely fucking walk. They're all falling down and mm-hmm. laughing and shit. But they are totally, I mean. Yeah, I could have easily robbed them. For purposes of treatment, like they, I get a fraction of that for the treatment that I still undergo. So, first off, this is just an idea of what depression is from, because not everybody knows, like the clinical definition. Um, There's different criteria in the DSM-5, which is the most current edition of the um, Diagnostic and Statistic Manual for Mental Disorders. uh, The the DSM. Something like that. DSM. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Um, 5 stand for? It's the fifth one. Actually, it's it's the fifth edition. There was like a fourth advanced edition or whatever, but it's the fifth. Right. 
Okay. When like in one of the first ones, homosexuality was considered a mental disorder. Yep. So just to give you an idea, like over time it changes. Right. There's also gender dysphoria in there, which is very close to trans stuff, and I think people are wanting that to change. Really? Yeah. Okay. It gets there's also that's where you find words like mental retardation, which now people have an issue with, but mental retardation started as like a medical term for and it's pretty i mean if you take the words mental retardation right. i mean the meanings of the words fit what it is right but it's been turned into a slur calling people retards and shit right so know? then they're like well we'll change the official word kind of like my yeah. wife annie she doesn't <laughs> like me calling her out by name on here so she's changed her real name from annie to something that she will not tell me so now I can use Annie all I want, but she's changed her name and the locks on the doors. So let's see. Individual must be experiencing five or more of these symptoms during the same two-week period. Um, at least one of the symptoms should either be depressed mood or loss of interest or pleasure in blank life. Um, depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day. Markedly diminished interest and pleasure in all or almost all activities nearly every day. Significant weight loss or weight gain when not dieting. Decrease in appetite or de decrease or increase. Um, slowing down of thought and a reduction of physical movement. I can attest to the slowing down of thought like I, you, I think y'all have seen that. Like when I'm on, my joking and my thoughts are firing. But I have seen that. When yeah. I'm not feeling it, it's like trying to think through oatmeal. Like it's thick. Um, Can I ask you, uh, since you have personal experience uh, with that? Yes, sir. Is that, is that like um, your brain just isn't focused on what's in front of you? Your brain is somewhere else thinking about other things? Or is it just like slow processing? Slow processing. And oh, it can shit. be other things. Okay. Yeah. I guess anxiety is more of my thoughts are racing. And okay. I do this thing. I call it sinking within. I quit. And it's not on purpose. But y'all can be having a conversation. And that's how I can tell when a panic attack's close is because I focus out of it and go within, and the thoughts in my mind are so loud that all I can hear is the criticisms and stuff. I mean, it's almost a, a voice. It's the yeah. thoughts are so whatever. That's more me being distracted. Depression's like, you'll say stuff to me, and I'll need you to repeat it because I just wasn't able to follow the whole way through. It's kind of like your old laptop could bring in all of our audio information with all these mics and stuff. But the processing. But it kept dropping out because of the processing. I think that's what it's like. Um, that's a great description. Which is a cool thing If I when I get to the ketamine thing of how that works. Um, there's also fatigue or loss of energy nearly daily. Uh, feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt nearly every day. Actually, that one I very rarely drop. Hashtag true tears. <laughs> um, <laughs> diminished ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness. Um, recurrent thoughts of death. Recurrent suicidal ideation without a specific plan or a suicide attempt or specific plan for suicide. So that's, I get really bad suicidality just. It, it started a lot when I quit using drugs. Like, it used to be like, use drugs. But drugs no longer work. So it just goes past the using drugs to, you should just kill yourself. Yeah. And it's not like a, it's not something I ruminate on on purpose. It's just a thought that happens. Or I'll find myself sitting around thinking about ways that it can happen that would be the least painful for other people that were still alive after the event happens. So anyways, on to Shit. the happy part, which is the treatment. And that's it. You know, yeah. And we're all going to die. <laughs> for anyone who's never been through any kind of treatment, most treatments take a while. Um, most medicines say they take uh, four to six weeks to become like therapeutic. 
And then say the medicine doesn't work or you have really bad side effects in two to three weeks, you got to start a new medicine. So if you just have, say, if you try two different medicines that don't work and you're on your third medicine, you're talking three, four months before you're getting relief from symptoms. Yeah. Can I interject again? Um, So a few years back when I first uh, left my wife, um, I had some depression and didn't it took, actually took me a while to realize that that's what was going on. Um, but I wasn't getting out of bed. I had stopped answering my phone, like for work, for business and stuff. I just actually quit answering my fucking phone, you know, and with was withdrawing and stuff. And finally, I think somebody else said something to me and they were like, you need to go talk to your doctor. So I went to my doctor and he had prescribed a medicine. It actually increased the depression, you know, <laughs> But he was like, yo, you got to give it. You know, it takes like uh, eight weeks or some shit like that. And I gave it four weeks. And I was like, nah, we got to change something. Like, I think I couldn't get an erection. Um, That's common. Yeah, I had. But also, I had no desire to get an erection. Um, And I was like, this isn't me. I got (laughs) to, we got to switch it up, doc. And he's like, no, it's the depression. It's, you know, uh, like, no, you got to switch it up. So he switched it up. But even switching it, you know, then I had to taper off of that medicine, you know. And then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to taper off so that I didn't have some kind of weird withdrawal or whatever it was yeah. that would happen. And then start taking the other one and give that one fucking eight weeks to start working. So it, it was a process yeah. to get to a point that um, I wasn't feeling depressed anymore, you know. Right. And, yeah. That was just a kind of, you were just talking about that. Hey, this is this guy from Jeptalion and this guy, and I would like to talk with you today about a serious matter that affects many adult males, overactive sex drives and unwanted erections. Do you often find yourself having inappropriate thoughts about strangers, coworkers, close friends, or perhaps even their moms or dads? Do these thoughts ever cause intense, sustained erections? Have these seemingly uncontrollable urges and bodily functions damaged or destroyed any of your intimate relationships? If this sounds familiar, there is a solution. SSRIs. There are many to choose from, such as Celexa, Paxil, Zoloft, and a few others. If you are currently taking an SSRI and it has not murdered your libido, chemically neutered you, or made you question what it really means to be a man, Ask your doctor about switching. We are absolutely positive that you'll find the right one to obliterate any desire or ability to have sex. Warning, SSRIs may improve mood, increase energy, help you get out of bed in the morning, and or find reasons to go on living. There are also seriously serious side effects that you should discuss with your doctor. Seriously, if you don't realize this is a parody, hopefully there is an SSRI that will help you improve or develop a sense of humor. And like talk therapies too, like they usually combine that with medicine, but that takes a while as well. Yeah. And it depends. Some depression is brought on situationally. People go through divorces, they get fired, they, their children pass away. What, you know, awful things happen in life and we have problems processing it. But then there's like clinical straight up depression that I seem to deal with, which is just recurrent. Right. They actually, um, to be able for insurance to cover the treatment I'm on, I I think the term they use is clinically resistant, treatment resistant depression, because I have been through all, like I've had all kind of stuff done for years and it'll work for a little while and then it won't. So that's one of the good things about ketamine. I have not undergone the, is it psilocybin? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. But it's the same kind of deal for psilocybin. That microdosing thing we were talking about. You eat like an ounce of mushrooms and wander around out in the woods. I need to become clear on, I'm not sure (laughs) if my definition of microdosing is um, the correct one or not. I don't know. I have to look it up. All right. Because I don't know if that's the, I thought there was a type where you cannot tell that you've taken the medicine. Like, you take a tiny little amount of psilocyb- psilocybin. psilocybin and you don't get any kind of effect, but you just do that daily and your mood gets better. I don't know if that's a thing or if I made that up in my mind. But um, with ketamine, so there's two types of ketamine. 
one's got two molecules, the R and the S molecules. I'm not going to go beyond the okay. genetics of it than that. Just to say that the that's the type they give you the infusions, which is an IV. That one I felt was more effective. But because the FDA approved it many years ago for surgeries and whatnot and not for mental health, insurance does not cover the procedure. So if I have it done, the medicine's dirt cheap, but I have to pay for the doctor's time. I have to pay for the nurse to be there to administer it. And it's like a two-hour thing. So each one is like 400 bucks a pop. And for my first series, I did two weeks of three a week. So it was 20, what is that? 24, was that 2,400? Yeah, $2,400 in two weeks. But then I didn't need another one for a month. And by then, my insurance approved the second type, which is esketamine, which is just the S molecule. It's not the R and the S. And some people believe that the IV stuff is better because it's got the two different molecules for your biology to work off of. Um, But insurance covers it. For some people, that is a barrier. Insurance is still like real. I have a rap sheet when it comes to mental health that says this guy needs some help. (laughs) But for people that don't, good luck, you know. (laughs) And the, I think the dose, I think they told me it costs like, um, I have three bottles that each contain two nasal sprays each time I go. So it's six nasal sprays cost about three grand if I weren't paying, if insurance weren't paying. Jeez. I would have to pay three grand every two weeks for this treatment. The so, so that's part of the downside. Another part of the <laughs> downside is they say it has, you know, it can be an addictive drug. Now, y'all know I've abused drugs with the best of them. I've never had an urge to use it, but I'm also going to a doctor's office. I was honest with them about my history with drug abuse. I don't take it home with me. They don't, nobody does. Even the bottles, when they give me the bottles, they watch me take the dosage and then they take the empty bottle back afterwards. So there's like no chance of misusing it. There you go. So that hasn't plagued me, but then again, I never used it off of the streets. So for the, you know, the guy that is trying to get clean from abusing ketamine on the street, this may not be the route to deal with depression. I don't know. Talk yeah. to your fucking doctor. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> You're both looking at me. I was like, oh. I felt like I'm giving a lot of information and not allowing talking. Oh, well, that's thoughts, all right. Comments? No, this is a. Uh... I was letting you talk. I'm trying okay. to not comment as much. You have a lot of information, you know. right? Yeah. So brief history. Um, in the 50s and 60s, there was research in the medical community into hallucinogens. Matter of fact, there was a company in the 50s and 60s that offered LSD for free for people who wanted to use the medicine and research to like test a, it. Like as a trial? For Yeah, for different, say you're in an inpatient hospital and you've got a bunch of patients that deal with, um, I don't know, bipolar. Trial was the wrong word, experimental. Experimental, yeah. 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 Oh, and they'd just be like, here's some chill pills? Well, they would run, yeah, they'd run an experiment on it. They did some of those, but back then the research wasn't conducted quite to the level that we do today when it comes to like... I don't know the the particular words for it, but it didn't have as high of a standard as we do today. That started happening in the mid-60s. What also happened in the mid-60s was the war on drugs, and they classified hallucinogens in a category where you could not use them for medical research. Wow. So it got lumped in with all these dangerous drugs and the research quit. And it wasn't until recently when people started picking up back on it. And the two they got picked up on the most are the psilocybin psilocybin and ketamine. Special K. Fungi's and special K. I'm sorry, am I dirtying dirtying this? (laughs) No. 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 We need some jokes. Am I making this naughty? Well, it's a weird (laughs) thing because I used to use, like I did 
take hallucinogens to get high off of. But I remember when, after I was coming down from the high, I always thought I felt better, like I felt more euphoric. And it turns out that might be part of what the benefit that the medicine provides. An fMRI, to the best of my knowledge, is a functional MRI, which can show like brain activity movement. Um, it's imaging of the brain. With, while it's being used. While it's being used. Yeah. It shows connectivity of the brain, which parts are coordinating with each other, which ones aren't. Well, they um, in one study, they took fMRIs of people that were using psilocybin. I always say that word wrong. You said it right. I said it right. And gold star. Mm -hmm. It showed increased connectivity between the prefrontal cortex and some other parts of the brain, which prefrontal cortex is like your higher level thinking that makes us like supreme primates or whatever. <laughs> um, supreme primate. It also showed decreased <laughs> blood flow to the amygdala, which is the fear center of the brain. Huh. And we know from like recovery work that fear can be crippling, and that is a big yeah. part of depression is like, you know, these fears of life that get blown out of proportion, and it literally physically cripples a person. The science has showed that this medicine helps your brain find new ways to communicate with different, like, new thought patterns, basically. My doctor described it as, when you look in an MRI of a depressed brain, it looks frozen. The colors aren't real warm. They're like blues and they're not very large because the activity of the brain slowed down. Uh -huh. But on these drugs, they like they're orange and red. It like lights the fuck up. So they explained it to me like using ketamine is like putting a depressed brain in a warm bath and letting it thaw some. And then you take it out. And then a week later, you do it again You take it out. And it helps your brain kind of de-thaw so you can think easier. You find you have different thought patterns so it's not like that constant cynical negative fear, fear, fear. You, your brain is physically functional to think about happier thoughts than it was before. Because if the only pathways that are opening up are between the fear center of your brain and your higher order of thinking, then most of your thoughts are going to be negative fear-based. But when your brain kind of opens up these different pathways, you have different thoughts that are allowed just by the physical functioning of the brain. That interests the fuck out of me. It has nothing to do with spirituality. Yeah, I'm not saying those things don't play a part, but just with that, this is just the physical functioning of your brain, like the literal pathways that an electron travels through your thoughts. What do you guys think about that? I feel like you lost me. It's Well, he was described like a circuit, right? Right. Just by improving the physical part of my brain, like okay. the actual pathways that a thought travels through, mm -hmm. it can improve my mood and my functioning and all that. Like I don't have to meditate. I don't have to get in a better headspace. Those things help. But like when you're like frozen from depression to the point where your brain, you can look on an image on a screen and see that your brain is not functioning like a, a normal non-depressed brain would, that you can do something physically with a chemical that makes your life easier. Oh, yeah, because the, the meditation isn't really going to do shit if your brain is like frozen. It's harder to dig yourself out of depression with tools like that. When people are like, hey, just meditate for a while. Uh, what about it's cheering like, up? Did you right, try that? <laughs> right. Hey, if you smile more, you'll be happier. Get some sun. Hey, there's <laughs> some science to get have, some sun. Have an orange. NPR had an article. It's uh, The title is Rigorous Study Backs Psychedelic Treatment for Major Depression. 27 people found that a treatment featuring... Uh, psilocybin, psilocybin. psilocybin worked better than usual antidepressants and medications. Um, one of the doctors or the author of the study said that the effect was four times greater than the normal antidepressants. Plus, I think my first treatment was over the span of four days. By the fifth day, I felt like I was not depressed at all. And then that kind of curbed, 
and then I did three more. But right. it's immediate. Oh, it's I within remember, like a week. I remember specifically that you were an entirely different person, it seemed like. You know, I I was like, holy shit, this, because you didn't really talk about some of the other treatments that you had tried before, but one of them was the, what's it, e- 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 ECT? ECT, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, man, that seemed to like throw you somewhere else almost. Am <laughs> yeah. I wrong? No. It yeah. Was, yeah, that was kind of scary. Was not for me. Yeah. 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 But, you know, we have a really, really close friend that's a psychiatrist that does this type of stuff, and he swears by ECT, you know? And, it's a it really works. good treatment. It, it's effective for a lot of people. It just wasn't effective for you, I don't think. Right. And, um, and but since, like, as soon as you started doing these treatments, like I said, you were a completely different person in a completely different headspace. Yeah. yeah. And I've even, I've dealt with some depression since then. Part right. of it was just the missing treatments because this whole COVID thing and yeah. my office shut down and just, you know, life shit. But not to the point that I was before. I mean, I was, I think before I started doing this was probably one of my darkest periods, other than maybe right before ECT. That was pretty rough too. Yeah. So another interesting part that I didn't look into a whole lot, but I've heard some about. So anybody interested in it, look it up, is music with this stuff. So there was one thing I did look at. It's called like emergence reaction or phenomenon. It's when you're coming out of surgery and the effects of ketamine are wearing off. Mm -hmm. There's this emergence phenomenon, and it's like how you feel about things. And some people have these kind of dreams, like lifelike dreams or whatever. They played music for people coming out of this ketamine-induced thing for a medical procedure. And then for the control group, they didn't play music. And, like, for everyone that did the music, it was a positive experience. Um, For, like, half the people with no music, they were like, I never want to do that again. I bet that depends on the music. I was just going to say, what was the music? Was it death metal? (laughs) It was probably not death metal. I was hoping for Cannibal Corpse. (laughs) 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 Classical? I mean. It was my mom insulting me over baby (laughs) screeching. You were better as a crackhead. You get really emotional. Like, I cried like a baby once watching the, um, you ever seen the YouTube music video? Um, it's a concert of Tool where they did uh, oh, Sober, yeah. and he's like, in I mean, the, the dude's pajamas. into it. Yeah, he's in the onesie-looking yeah, thing. Yeah, Like, it just, I don't know, it, un- it, like, unlocks these emotions or allows you to get in touch with emotions that you don't even, I don't know where, where they were from, why they were there, but I felt them. So, uh, like, in one of the studies, they had people blindfolded with the um, magic mushrooms, and they have them with, <laughs> they have them with earphones on, and they tell them through the treatment that they want them to look within and anything that arises because of the um, psychedelic, to just go with it, question it, feel it, just go within, not without. Mine's not blindfolded, but I do listen to music. While they're doing the treatment or as they're ending it? or While they're out. doing the treatment. Okay. so You don't get blindfolded, though, do you? No, I'm not okay, blindfolded. Because I can't see you being down for that under <laughs> no, any circumstances. No. <laughs> So the treatment is, like, for the IV treatment, I'd go in. I am real scared of needles, like, big time. I got a phobia. I've I've heard of that. So they'd give me something for anxiety for the needle, but also going into the treatment because you don't want to have a bad experience because people that have a bad experience on ketamine for depression are not going to try it again. I mean, it's like... I don't know if y'all have ever had a bad trip, but it's the last thing you ever want to do. More bad trips than I can count. They were all bad. You go in, they put the IV, they start giving you the stuff, you start feeling it. Um, Some people may ask you questions like how you're feeling. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, like how lucid are you, things like that. But I mainly sit back in a comfortable chair that reclines. I listen to music. They'll put something on TV that's like visions of nature. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be cool, Teletubbies. <laughs> oh. 
And that's like the whole thing. And with the nasal spray, it's basically the same, but there's no needle in me. I just do every, every five minutes, I do a nasal spray on each side. So I start, then five minutes, then five minutes, and then I'm done. And the effects probably last for about 35, 40 minutes after that. And then you have to just chill out afterwards so they can make sure clinically like you're okay. Yeah. And I can't drive for the rest of the day. So that's kind of a downside to it. So driving sucks anyway. In actual time, <laughs> how long are you usually at the doctor's office? About two hours. Two hours yeah. for the treatment? Okay. Two hours. And then like the most I've gotten up to is a treatment a month. I'll go, I'll have one treatment and then it won't be for another four weeks that I'll go for another treatment. I still take medicines that are traditional as well, but those just kind of, those worked some. They just never worked like really well. So going once a month is for the nasal spray. Once you get it down pat, like for, you start off with like three times a week, right. then you taper down. But so yeah. you're, that's where you're at now is once a month. Nasal spray once a month. And that does it for you in, in, uh, in conjunction with the other medicines you're on. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, getting high for mental health. And you do, to be clear, I didn't know I would get like a high high feeling. Do you get high? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, shit. I feel not myself. Yeah. Like, I mean, Oh yeah. I know I'm me, but yeah, you get, um, a dissociated kind of floaty feeling. Oh, Okay. But I don't crave it. Like a lot of times, I don't even want to fucking go because it's like two hours out of my life. They monitor <laughs> you through those two hours that you have that feeling, oh, and yeah. then they send you home more lucid and and yeah. you know ready to go. They just they they can't legally probably let you drive. Yeah, it's right. like a methadone clinic. Wow, where they throw it at you and say, "All right, go." Yeah, they yeah, give yeah. you fucking yeah. methadone and then they put you on the road. Yeah, I'm like, all right, you're Here, good. Let me shoot you up. Drive home now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do that firsthand experience. <laughs> yeah, no, they they monitor you, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I could probably drive, but it, you know, right. The effects last for tops forty minutes. Yeah, and then it's back to you know normal, Eric. Well, I'm glad you're being responsible with your driving. Yeah, they won't let. I mean, even they won't let you leave there. This I saw this one guy try and like get out of it, and he's like, "Oh, I got an Uber," and they're like, well, "We're gonna need you know them to come in and like to talk to them and whatever." And he's like, "Well, I was just gonna walk down the block," and then finally he's like, "I'm just driving like two blocks," and they're like, "Yeah, we can't <laughs> we can't let you do that," and he they had to call him a cab to come there and take them. They wouldn't let him leave. Cab or a Uber Uber or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cab. Ooh, guy's liable to give you more ketamine. <laughs> you know how cabs are. I don't. Actually. I would like to apologize to the cab drivers listening. <laughs> well, that's good. Make direct amends yeah. wherever possible. Cabs a different feel. Now apologize to the Jews. Whoa, what I say? <laughs> did, did I miss something? He started thinking back. Like, did I say something? That's why you owe an apology, Joseph, because you had to think back. Why'd you hesitate? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So that was it. That feels kind of lame now. No, dude. Hell um, no, that was good. I can remember because I've done a laundry list of drugs. Like if you can name a drug that was out before 2004, I probably did it. (laughs) But my experience with um, doing psilocybin has, uh, this is probably not appropriate to say, but it has been positive. I don't recall ever doing psilocybin and it being a bad experience, including the day or two after I started coming back to reality, it was not a bad experience. Whereas with um, LSD, it was kind of hit or miss. Sometimes when I would come out of the experience, I would sink into like a depression and sometimes I'd be fine. And with anything else, I mean, the other shit I did like had these horrible consequences, obviously. But psilocybin, for whatever reason, I don't have like a lot of negative shit attached to it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to fucking risk it, obviously, because... Yeah. I'll go with that. I, okay, you know, what so I've been LSD... taught as opening the fucking door for me can be a potentially fatal choice, you know, and so I'm like, I ain't even going to risk that. Right. You know, getting a, you know, an ounce of mushrooms and going camping or whatever. 
Yeah, so you're right. If I think about it, the mushrooms that I ate, I had much better experience than with the acid. Every single time I did LSD, it was awful for me, you know, yeah, every fucking time. Yeah, for me, it was like, you know, you just, it was like a crapshoot. You didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. You take LSD. It's like, is this going to be good? Is it going to be fucking horrifying? Sometimes nightmare? it would start out good, but, you know, eventually, yes. a few hours in, I'm like, oh my God, when is this going to stop? Jesus, just make it stop, please. <laughs> yeah. Kneeling start having in the like corner crazy praying. suicidal thoughts or just like being yeah. like, it's gonna never going like to end this forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and for anyone that is interested in it, the importance of a doctor administering this stuff, especially yeah. for someone, and believe me, I. For a while, I told very few people other than like y'all that this is something I did because it yeah. right. makes me feel like other people might judge me for it. But fucking let them, you know. Not, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, a lot but of the people we associate with. The, you know, the thought is, well, shit, why don't I just go buy some mushrooms and go do this thing myself? But that takes then I'm then it's Russian roulette, you know, yeah, because yeah. what other thing am I going to start to try doing myself? Yeah, exactly. That's just self self medicating, like we were talking about before. But you know, you're not a fucking doctor. They have the science, right? You don't. They're just administering it to you, right? So that's right. like um, thinking you know a few things and wanting to defend yourself in court, well, you, or right, something. You right? Know? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm yeah. good at arguing. Yeah. <laughs> I like to argue. The most important thing is they have the access to the drugs. So yeah. even if I were or anyone were to get a craving for more, I'd have to jump through quite a few hoops to get ketamine off the street. I don't yeah. even know where to buy pot anymore. There's some family <laughs> members I could probably talk up. But, you know, yeah. it, there's such a far, I'm so far removed from that stuff. It doesn't really enter my brain as like, an yeah. option of, ooh, let's go take this drug that's going to incapacitate me. Plus, I'm glad I never did that on the streets. That sounds like an awful way to get raped. Well, that was that was the reason, well, not rape, but, robbed. you know, watching my friends robbed. watching my friends do it, I was like, the fuck do I want to do that for? What? Why do I want to be falling down and not able to stand up on two feet? You know, because yeah. that's what they were doing. Yeah, I hated it when I did it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And for some people, it causes bladder spasms. So pissing your pants is a... I would not doubt that. Yeah, is a a thing. Was that you, Joseph? Did you piss your pants? No, not on that. I don't know how many (laughs) times I've I've woke up in my own filth, though. I got to vomit, piss, and or shit. I got a pants peeing story. I um, (laughs) It's funny. From this week? (laughs) <laughs> From Savannah? Nope. Um, it was the only ghost store. Wait till she finishes one of the stories and then just pee my pants and go, oh my God, what's going on? Oh my God, it's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was out. It was back when I used to drink and shit. And I was out with friends and stuff. And we went back to my house and uh, I think I had some Coke and I wanted to do the Coke with them. And I'm at the, I'm like in between blackout, you know. So I remember some of it and some of it I don't really remember. But I went, I was like, let me go pee real quick as soon as we got to the house. Let me go pee real quick. And I went in the bathroom and I unzipped my pants and I started peeing. And like halfway through, I realized I forgot to pull my dick out. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Then it gets better because I was like, fuck, I'm wearing khakis. It's like, it's like plainly obvious now, brown and then tan. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, fuck. Uh, just, you know, wash my hands and, you know, <laughs> let them say that the sink did this or something, <laughs> you know. So I go back out and they're like, fuck, dude, you piss on your pants? And I was like, <laughs> like no, nah, man, I was just washing my hands and got some water on me. I didn't, I guess I didn't fucking realize because of how drunk I was exactly how much piss was all over. <laughs> and then uh, that was oh, the last man. thing I remember, but I did wake up and all my Coke was gone. So maybe we did it. Maybe we didn't. Maybe oh. they took it. I don't know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I pissed my pants and got robbed of my Coke from my friends and roommates. Good times. All right. Go back to those days. Not. You were saying something about the uh, opening up feelings or something. Mm. And um, I noticed like after I did my EMDR that I felt like I was more able to have feelings or more open to feelings. Like, and I would experience things that would kind of like get me choked up, you know, like stuff about like my son or something. It'd get me choked up, but it didn't. It wasn't like a, it somehow went from being a really uncomfortable thing to being like a, this is just like a 
feeling I'm having, and it was just like a normal, like I somehow worked through it logically or something. Yeah, I'm supposed to be sad in this situation. With new feelings? Yeah, it's like I'm oh, supposed shit. to be sad in this situation, and I'd be sad, I'd feel sad, and then it would stop, and I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to go on and like make a sandwich or whatever. So you this know? is kind of, I think this is the same, along the same lines, like, there was this whole, and I still do it with some things, but there was this whole tension I had in between when a feeling started to arise and feeling it that I never even knew was there. It was like a clenching, a holding the feeling back, a getting tense, yeah, getting angry or some other feeling, trying to suppress the sadness that after I started doing the ketamine treatment some, like went away, like it had to be gone before I realized it was there. And I just started crying at things, but not like feeling embarrassed about crying about it. Yeah. I The other night, and this happens on a regular basis now, not like daily, but there's this Pixar movie Up. Y'all seen it? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. There's like an old dude, and it goes through his life with his wife quickly, and she passes away at a very sad moment. And it reminds me of me and Annie, even though I'm not dead and she's not dead. It just reminds me of our relationship together. And I'm watching that, and I just start crying. But there's no, like, usually there would be, like, a trying to hold the tears back, even though everybody's asleep. Like, Annie's sleeping. Nobody's, like, waiting to shame me. There's, like, this whole other set of emotions that comes behind the crying feeling to try and keep it back. That just seems to be reduced to where I can just cry now and not feel bad yeah, about this, it. Yeah, it's like it's reduced. It's not – it's like it's – I guess it's something I could still indulge. Like if I start feeling it and I'm like, okay, this is not the place to be doing this, I still feel like I right. can stuff those feelings. It's not as intense. Like it's easier right. to just do it now. It's not like there's no filter. But, yeah, like you said, it's easier to – if I just want to cry, just fucking cry. It used to be I could not make myself cry. Like it had to – meet some imaginary threshold or something. I like for years just blocked crying out of my vocabulary, which apparently is not healthy. That's what they say. (laughs) What do they know? Yeah. Fuckers. Bunch of pussies is what they are. So another thought came to me while you were talking, um, because since we're talking about hallucinogens and stuff, um, well, okay. We were, we were talking about, you know, solutions for uh, depression, but so hallucinogens came up. I started thinking about um, and this isn't really related to getting healthier. Uh, that y'all have y'all heard of the um, the correlation between uh, the movie The Wizard of Oz and I think it's Pink Floyd, The Wall, or The Dark Side of the Moon. I forget which one. Yeah, Dark Side of the Moon. I Dark believe. Side of the Moon. Like there's a certain point in the movie if you start the album goes along with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just started thinking about that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think I attempted to do that once, but was, wasn't was able to get the start point right or something. I don't know. Maybe we should try that now that I'm clean. Yeah, now that I'm I bet you high. could find the YouTube video that goes through the oh, whole thing. Oh, they'll give you the precise I'm, I mean, marks they probably have started. done it and made the YouTube video is what I was... Oh, yeah, then yeah, I don't have to with bother it. with it. Yeah, then you don't yeah. have to be the fucking audio engineer. Yeah. Because back when I tried it, it was like a <laughs> cassette tape. Right, yeah. And like the TV's across the room, and I'm trying to, nope, rewind it. And rewinding on VCR is like by tens of seconds. It's not yeah. like a... Random. You're half drunk yeah. while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Did or I just high, piss I'm myself? Sure <laughs> I'll just tell everybody it was water from the radio. Oh, Dude, man. This I, is great. I got I got super drunk once. I didn't black out a lot when I was drunk. Um, when I started mixing Coke right. and alcohol, I did because yeah. I would go so long and I felt lucid. And I don't know, I'd reach some tipping point where I would just not remember what I did. Right. I went to the bathroom. I didn't figure this out till the next morning. I woke up, and there's a small trash can filled with water next to me. I'm, like, getting these little flashes of memories from the night oh, before. Yeah. I went to the bathroom, <laughs> and I got the trash can from the bathroom and set it down in front of the couch I was passed out on instead of going to my bed and pissed in the trash can. I mean, I filled that fucker almost all the way up, and it was, it was probably a little bit bigger than that. About a gallon? 
I guess. I mean, it was it was a lot of fluid. Oh, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's no, like that's, a, that's like three gallons. Yeah, right? I was gonna say that's like three gallon. Thing. It was a different. It was one. It was like rectangular, so it might have been about the same. But anyways, it was it was mm-hmm. filled up a good bit with fluid. That was, my, that. that was my nice. passed out pissing story. I'm nice. like, why did I go to the bathroom and then pull a trash can out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Why do we do these? Things? The scary thing is, is I drove home that night. Oh, dude, I think about that sometimes, about the the number of times that I put myself in that situation where I could have dramatically altered my life and the lives of numerous other people yeah. with like one bad decision. And how it didn't happen, and like, just was like, what a blessing that is. Because I've known people who like, they went out and drank and drive drove drunk, and it fucking changed their fucking life and a few other people's yeah. lives. You know. Yeah, I I had um an experience. I went downtown. A friend of mine came in town, and this was you know obviously I was drinking back then, but uh, we all went out and had these Everclear slushies, and I got down to the bottom of mine and saw this streak floating around in the bottom and a buddy of mine had put some Xanax in my fucking drink. Um, one of the guys I was out with and I mean, we left that particular bar and then I woke up on the couch with his dog licking me in the face the next morning. Yeah. And we were talking about it. I'm like what the fuck happened. He was like, man, you were trying to buy crack and this and that. And you got Julia's phone number and da, 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 da. And I was like, how the fuck did we get back here? And he's like, you drove. You were fine. You like calling your crack dealer and shit. And da, da, da. I was oh like, my God. I fucking drove. He's like, man, don't try to act like you don't remember. And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking remember shit. You know, like Oof. that, that was scary to yeah. me that we made it back there. And I did all this fucking stuff and had zero memories of it. You know, that yeah. was fucking scary. Yeah, some yeah, yeah, because some of those folks like they have that blackout, and next thing they remember, they were like waking up locked up. Yeah, and then they just stay behind bars for a long time. Yeah, you know. See, and that, so I'm about ninety percent atheist. That would almost have me believing in a higher power. But something you brought up earlier, the fact that most of the depression medicines that make me not want to kill myself also kill my boner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Give me a firm belief that if there is a deity, I'm not praising him. It's like every medicine under the sun for depression not only takes my dick metal away, it also my desire to even get an erection yeah. disappears. What's up with that shit? Doctors, that does email, seem cruel. Us, email us at japtalian13. God, if email, you exist, gmail. our com. Gmail is. <laughs> <laughs> I want some answers, dude. I got my life back, but my <laughs> dignity is gone. <laughs> if you want to complain about stuff, jeptalian13 at gmail.com. Any offensive stuff was probably said by Eric. Put his name <laughs> on it. And then uh, Joseph, uh. that's me. I got a, uh, I got a YouTube that's a winding sheet where I try to put on, I've been trying to put on, you know, more gothy, morbid stuff. Oh, your lately. pumpkin smash was good. The pumpkin smash was pretty good. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That's a yearly tradition at my house. On Aww. November first or second, we smashed the pumpkins. Yeah. Been there since like Cash was a little boy. And then um, I have a Instagram at Joseph T Antonio. You know, I just put Joseph T Antonio stuff on there, whatever that means. I've got a TikTok, Eric Dark. Dude, that TikTok is great. I was thinking about getting TikTok just because of that so that I can, like, give you a thumbs up or whatever they do. I need more exposure. Like, I need to figure out how to get more people to pick up on it because I feel like I do some funny stuff, but only, like, six people watch it. So, Is there a way to, like, friend request people, like, on Instagram? Just like a follow friend request, request a yeah, whole bunch of people, maybe. You know, so I find that um, it seems like, Social media is the way to get it out there, like attaching it to your Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, Might need to get know. a new Facebook. <laughs> I got rid of my old Facebook. Well, there you go. Yeah, I love your TikTok too. Yeah, the shit is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Some of it I'm like, Ugh. but that's me. A lot of it, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm really, I think it's hilarious. Like that one with that green alien was really good. Yeah, I like uh, the alien one. Yeah, and the uh, the lemon, the lemon was good. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and was, Sad Clown. I thought Sad Clown was genuine. All right, so you like them all. 
Brandy and I went through them one morning. We were laying in bed and just going through them. Uh, I think you had <laughs> sent us one, the Green Alien one, and then we just went to your page and started looking through your TikToks. And she's like, holy shit, this is really good. Yeah, it is, it's good. We yeah, like it's it. good stuff. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can post them on my Facebook. Morgan, you've got social media. Yeah, how do we find you, Morgan? Are you, is anyone looking for me? Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, dude. There are people that will want to look and listen to your stuff just because of your voice. So, uh, obviously, I have a Facebook. I, I was going to say obviously. It's not obvious. And but his I, face. Not I, just his voice. Yeah, but they don't know his face until they get on the media. How big's your face. dick, dude? Do you have a trifecta going on? Oh, it's more than that. He's and he's got a decent job and plays <laughs> guitar. He's fucking. I bet your dick. asshole's attractive, dude. I was <laughs> making him so look bad. I was telling my I was telling my girlfriend about this book that I'm writing. <laughs> and, he's uh, writing a book. And Jesus. you know, I explained that it's a book series, and I explained it to her, and then she was like, "Oh, I want to, I want to hear it," because I'm like down on it, you know. I'm like, "Fuck, man, it sucks," and I need to go back and revamp the whole thing, do it from first person or whatever. And uh, I read it to her. I read what I have to her today, and you know, she was like, "Oh my god, I really like that." You down yourself, and you need to stop doing that because it's really good. And I was like, "Fuck, man, that makes me want to write some more now," right? You know? Obviously, it needs editing, but because I'm not a professional writer, but the story is fucking phenomenal. Anyhow, she made me feel really good about that today, and I think she just does that shit because she's my girlfriend. But that has also not been my experience with girlfriends in yeah. the past. Yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, so I have a Facebook page that's um, Morgan Richard Wood is the Facebook page, and there's an Instagram Modaddy81. Modaddy1981 is the Instagram. Um, both of those are full of a lot of memes and a lot of stuff of me and my kids. Uh, then there's it's wholesome. Is it? Well, the are memes, my memes wholesome? Memes might not be wholesome, but the pictures of you and your kids, it's like, oh, oh yeah, wholesome. that's good stuff. Kids are cute. Yeah. Um, you play also, music? Yeah, I have a YouTube. There. Oh, yeah, on my Facebook. There's some music videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you can get past all the memes and find the videos of me playing music also there's a youtube channel uh wood electric 81 one word that has me playing guitar and my kids acting goofy and then there's the wood electric two words youtube channel that is helpful tips tips on electrical work and that's my social media stuff we okay. also want to give a shout-out to friends of the podcast. These will not be, like, long shout-outs of everyone who's helped. But if you listen weekly, maybe you'll come up. This week, we're thanking Annie, who has recently <laughs> changed her name. <laughs> so that's no longer her real name. Thanks, so Annie. Definitely don't go up to her place of business, which is... <laughs> <laughs> she took our trash out for us this week. <laughs> It was overflowing a bit, wasn't it? It was. It was, yeah. Did she she fucking judge you guys? Because I wasn't here when she did it. No, she she was actually going down the stairs, and I balled up the bag and just chucked it at her as she was walking down the stairs and was like, take that out, you bitch. Thanks, Annie. That's not true. No, she offered without anybody saying anything. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, I'll take your trash out, you disgusting fucks. Yeah, Yeah. that's the way I hear it. Yeah, that was the unspoken part of it. I think that's it. Okay, we got to say something that closes it. Like, good night. Good morning. Or whatever time of day it is.